is a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a gorgeous uh, Monday morning. And as you can uh, know, Angela is not here today. Please go ahead and stay tuned anyway. I know many of you listen just on Mondays for Angela Smith, but uh, that's all right. She's taking some well-deserved time off and uh, will be back with us ASAP. We got lots of things on your calendar uh, for today, a great show lined up for you today. We're going to be talking about uh, local taxes and the strings attached to federal money. Um, as you know or may not know, this is the time of the year where all the budgets, your city budget, your county budgets are being built and decided upon. And this is also the time for you to be able to get your voice heard on those. And so you need to know when and where your city council your county commissioners are meeting. You need to be uh, signed up to take get emails from them. Did you know you can do that with pretty much every county? You can go into the county website, and you can sign up to get email notifications of when they have public meetings that you're invited to. Okay, and uh, so, you know, on my day one on this program, the first few days of this program, um, I was talking about um, baby steps, and one of the first baby steps I mentioned to you was just find out when these different groups meet. When does the school board meet? When does the city council meet? When does your when do your county commissioners meet? All right, and just put that on a note on the fridge. That was just a you don't even have to commit to go. Remember, we're taking baby, baby, baby steps. So hopefully you've had those dates up there, and now you know when and where they meet and how to get notifications from them. And so this is that time of the year where they're working up your budgets, and we're going to talk about a couple of options on that. They've been going for a while now, a number of weeks they've already been working on this. Um, it's not too late to get in on these decisions, um, but uh, you need to move fast because they will have their budgets set up soon. So um, also, what else is on the calendar? We have September 17th. I'm very excited about that. That's our fundraiser for the Fredericksburg Tea Party, and we're going to be talking about that a little bit today. And uh, so... Just um, we have um, the the Patriots, the Hill Country Patriots. I'm sorry, the Kirk County Patriots that are now meeting on Monday nights regularly, and um, we will uh, keep you up to date on those. Uh, their website is We the People Liberty in Action or L I A T X L I A T X dot com will get you information on the both We the People. Uh, Liberty in Action, as well as the Kirk County Patriots that meet here regularly. So, and uh, not seeing anything else on the calendars right now. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about tonight. The City Council 
Fredericksburg City Council is going to meet tonight. Jeanette Hormuth has been busting her fanny on uh, uh, fighting City Hall, and we put that in a good way. You know, fighting City Hall usually has, you know, kind of a negative connotation to it when you say it, but um, we are fighting City Hall, and you need to be fighting City Hall as well. Your city, your county is probably just frothing at the mouth to take the federal money, the ARPA money, and uh, they just can't wait to come up with new projects to spend it on. And uh, one of the things that has been very, very difficult to convince these uh, different entities, your city council and your county commissioners, one of the things that's been very difficult to to, uh, explain to them is that there are a lot of strings attached to this ARPA federal money, more than usual. When this was first brought up to um, one of the local entities, in fact, I, I apologize for not remembering which one specifically. It may have happened in more than one, but there was at least one meeting, either Kerr City County, Gillespie County, uh, Gillespie County, Fredericksburg, where one of the people said, look, this is just normal. We sign these all the time. They didn't even read the contract um, because they just said, look, we do this all the time. It's no big deal. And not realizing or not willing to realize, you know, this just shows us that they've always just taken the money without really even looking at the strings that are attached to it. Now the strings are bigger, longer, fatter, have more um, consequences to them than ever before. And so uh, Jeanette Hormuth has gone through in Fredericksburg and done an amazing job of uh, letting these folks know exactly what is on these um, ARPA funds. And uh, so the, the requirements that your city and county is going to have to do, the, the, the keeping up with the enforcing of all the different strings, those are up to the city to enforce those. And we'll go through some of those here in a second. But the point is that your city and county needs to know, they need to go into this decision of taking ARPA money with their eyes wide open. And if they do decide to take that money, then you as voters have a right to uh, hold them accountable to the contract uh, that is in there. So um, this is uh, when those strings start getting pulled, they're going to have to explain to you why they took that money and why it is they're behaving in a manner they are now. And it'll be disconnected. It'll be on down the road probably this November when we come time for the midterm elections, very possibly all those strings will appear then. They, you know, the federal government might say, all right, if you took ARPA money, that means you have to have uh, uh, um, uh, drive-by voting, all right? Or they could say, well, you took the ARPA money and the president just issued a, an executive order that voting is to be uh, take place uh, for uh, six weeks, and people can vote anywhere they want to at any time. Listen, the ARPA money has strings attached to it. <clears throat> we don't know what the strings are. This is money they're giving to you, and they're saying, well, on down the road, we might ask you for a little favor. Well, what favor would that be? Well, we don't know. We're just going to be uh, 
making it up as you go. And that's exactly what they're going to be doing. And your city and county needs to know exactly what that is and how those strings are going to operate. So you want to get involved in this. You want to warn your city and your county. Jeanette Hormuth is uh, the way to uh, find out what you can do. Uh, you can contact uh, Jeanette through the Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter that goes out every Monday, and it's going to be a good one uh, today. And our good friend Tori puts that together. Uh, she is fed all kinds of information from Angela and other peoples in our organization and comes out with an amazing newsletter every Monday. The only way you can get it is to sign up at fredericksburgteaparty.org and uh, get that weekly um, newsletter, and it'll have contact for Jeanette as well as many other people in our organization. So, uh, folks, y'all stay tuned. Let me see, give you a little bit of a Ben Franklin. says, the heart of a fool is in his mouth, but the mouth of a wise man is in his heart. Thank you, Ben, for that. Folks, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. Um, this is the Matt Long Show. You can uh, get this on uh, the Hill Country Patriot if you're traveling, if you're out of town, if you're off on a, a, a an adventure somewhere in a foreign country or a foreign state, then uh, you can tune in every morning at thehillcountrypatriot.com. And for about a week, you can get our podcasts there. Lots of opportunities to share this program. Thank you for telling people about it. Let's talk more about uh, the um, uh, ARPA money that is coming in to our cities and counties. And uh, tonight, the city of Fredericksburg is going to be having a, a meeting, and uh, they'll be voting on whether to select one of or two of the uh, proposals in town. One of them has to do with the... Uh, Hotel Conference Center on the west end of town. And uh, then the other one has to do with, um, the other one has to do with uh, taking the ARPA money. I'm not sure if they're making the ARPA money decision, but they are making the decision for the Hotel Conference Center. So uh, we'll have to see what that is. I believe there are two uh, proposals for that, and uh, it might be uh, real interesting to see what uh, people have to say about that. So, um, to ARPA money, the city council appears to be putting forth an earnest effort with due diligence. This is coming from Jeanette in her uh, newsletter, and speaking of the Fredericksburg City Council, she says they appear to be putting forth an earnest effort with due diligence to learn about and understand the contract and implications that former city manager Kent Myers signed with the U.S. Department of Treasury for free money. Yeah, free with a question mark. Uh, yeah, by the way, Mr. Kent Myers is now gone, um, and uh, yet the contract he signed on behalf of uh, all of us uh, voters and taxpayers um, is uh, uh, binding right now. Now, they can still send that money back, all right? And so Jeanette went through this contract and highlighted a few things in there. 
And so among the specific requirements, again, that uh, in the contract that Kent Myers signed, um, in this contract, this is a binding contract with the Department of Treasury, so it, you, if you spend more than 750000 all right, if the city spends more than $750,000, then there's a whole bunch of stuff they have to follow. First of all, they have to have a single odd audit, um, and uh, when it, um, they have to have a single audit. Someone's going to have to pay for that in the city budget. Who's uh, the city will have to probably uh, uh, hire an outside auditor for that. Um, who's um, they're going to have to pay for that? So was there extra money put in to cover that? I don't know. Says uh, also, um, if the city of Fredericksburg takes <clears throat> this ARPA money and they pass it through to a nonprofit. All right, there you go. That is, um, or to someone else, or for-profit money. The uh, city then is um, responsible for establishing the requirements to ensure compliance. All right, so if they pass the money through to a for-profit, someone who uh, needed the money to keep their doors open or whatever it is, and they use the ARPA money given to them by the city, now the city is responsible to make sure that that business follows all the rules. Who's, who's going to be the compliance officer? Who's, are they going to hire a new compliance officer? They already have a compliance officer who drives around town, um, who, who drives around town making sure your shrubbery doesn't grow too far out into the roadway. Uh, yeah, I, uh, fought the city on that one for a couple of years where they just decided our shrubbery was just too big and um, were pretty nasty about it, even threatened to turn my water off if we didn't uh, cut the shrubbery back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently they have people who are going to go around uh, enforcing the shrubbery rules um, are, are they going to have to hire more now, or is that same lady gonna, who uh, measures shrubbery, is she now going to uh, ensure uh, compliance of all the businesses? Wow, that's, uh, that's a quite a big job. Um, let's see. Uh, also, requirements uh, requires recipients and sub-recipients. All right, you're hearing, you're, you're hearing those terms now. So the city takes the money, they send it, they give it to someone else. Now, another thing they have to do is anybody that takes that money has to publish a drug-free workplace statement, establish a drug-free awareness program, and notify federal agents if an employee who is engaged in the performance of an award is convicted of a drug-related offense. Again, I, you know, <clears throat> whatever, you want a drug-free workplace. I, I don't have any problems with any of these rules, but the issue I have is now the city that has taken that money, whoever they pass it to, they're going to, the city is going to have to make sure that they have published that workplace statement, the drug-free workplace statement. Whose job is it going to be to gather those up? Someone's going to have to track in the city who all this money went to, they're going to have to then find out if every one of these businesses or, or entities published a drug-free workplace statement. I wonder how long they have um, to publish that. I, you know, I don't know. I didn't 
I don't have any uh, rules in front of me. Um, they're going to have to then, each of those businesses is going to have to have a program, a drug-free awareness program for their employees. And, okay, whatever, you can do that if you want to as a business. But the city now, <clears throat> you heard me, the city of Fredericksburg is now going to have to make sure that that drug-free awareness program for their employees, that that's offered properly, it's offered at all the right times, and that every employee takes it. Are they going to uh, award certificates? What if they uh, hire a new employee the week after the drug awareness program? Do those people have to take a makeup course for the drug awareness program, drug-free awareness program? Are they going to have to come back? Uh, are they, is the business going to have to offer it just once a month? I mean, you've, if you've been in the restaurant business, you know how how that is. There are, you know, that's uh, people come and go. So you, you get that drug-free awareness program, and uh, then you lose one and gain two. Um, someone's going to have to uh, teach that class again. And the city is going to have to track that. So I'm assuming the city now is going to have to go in and find out when each of these businesses hires new people so that they can then know how long it is or when are these new people going to get trained. And they're going to be responsible for reporting that to the federal government. Oh, and by the way, if you have one of your employees um, who has engaged uh, in the performance of this, um, who uh, f after taking this uh, money, if uh, one of your employees then is convicted of a drug-related offense, that needs to be reported to the federal government. So your employee uh, gets off uh, work on Friday night, is out having a good time, they get pulled over, and they find, uh, I don't know, some paraphernalia. Let's say they find some paraphernalia in your vehicle and uh, decide to give you a ticket for that. Now that you are have, uh, now you have uh, committed a drug-related offense. So the city now is going to have to have to know which employees to turn in to the federal agency, and they're going to have to keep up with all the businesses. Blah 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 blah. Are you seeing all this? And this is just one tiny part of it. That that's just one little tiny part of it all right um what about uh discrimination on the base of race color national origin and programs and activities receiving federal funds from arpa arpa <laughs> um so now the city is going to have to make sure that these uh, businesses are in compliance with title six um who receive um uh, arpa funds so i guess the city now is going to have to make sure that um, everybody who's hiring anybody in town is um, and takes this money, make sure they um, are uh, prohibiting discrimination. So someone's going to have to take care of that in the city. Who's going to enforce that? All right. Now, sounds like there's going to be a whole lot of new jobs, uh, government jobs added to the city, if you ask me. And, um, you know, you work in the city of Fredericksburg and you got to live in this area. That must be, that's going to have to be a high paying job. I don't know. Folks, is it sounding a little bit fishy yet? It's sounding a little bit fishy. Let's just decide, you know, one thing we hadn't even mentioned is the, um, the requirement that you must follow all, all, 
um, orders from the president. All executive orders from the president must be followed. So our, knowing our president sometime in the next couple of years, um, our president could come out and say that uh, starting from today forward, uh, the uh, all, trans, all trannies are going to be part of the discrimination of race, color, national origin, um, all part of that, the Civil Rights Act, and therefore every business, including churches, has to make sure that they interview and uh, hire a proportion of their um, you know, faculty or staff um, be, you know, transgendered or drag queens or other gendered or are you getting the picture here? Anything the federal government says, if your city or county take that, takes this money, anything this, the, the, the uh, president comes out and says uh, executive orders, your city or county is going to have to follow those. They're just going to have to. So that is, um, all kinds of scary reasons as to why your city needs to turn this money down. They're already swimming in money. Um, are, yes, everybody's swimming in money right now. Um, and so there's no reason to take any more of this federal money with all the strings attached. Folks, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is the craziest party. I'm going on through the letter that Jeanette sent me this morning. Um, she highlighted some parts, and then there are some other parts she didn't highlight it. I find it interesting. So we're talking about the city or the county that takes ARPA money and says, okay, from now on, you have to, if you take this money, um, and oh, by the way, you take this money and you have to give it to other people. You can't just keep it all to yourself. You need to give it to businesses that were hurt you need to give it to nonprofits that were hurt during the uh, Kung Flu uh, pandemic. You need to you need to spread this money out. But everybody you give the money to, you, the city, or you, the county, has to make sure now that they are following all the federal laws. It doesn't say it, it doesn't just say all these businesses have to follow federal laws. It also says that the city or the county, whoever takes the money, has to provide for compliance. What does that mean? That means they have to hire somebody. They need to make sure that all these rules are followed. Now, here's an interesting one that actually specifically called out. It didn't just say all rules or, or you know, and let you let you go through and find out what all those rules are. Here's a specific one. All right, for any for-profit or non-profits um, who take the uh, uh, money, the ARPA money, you need to make sure that uh, they are following EO 13043. Well, what is Executive Order 13043? Hmm, that requires, that is an executive order that requires seatbelt use for all profit and non-profits 
So here we go. Let's let's just follow this through. How how does this work? And, and you're gonna think this is silly, but believe me, believe you me. When the day comes for accountability, or the Fed's trying to claw back that money, or they get mad at Texas, or they get mad at Gillespie County, or they get mad at Kirk County or Fredericksburg. They're going to look for any little thing. You know how that's how that works. That's why they have 78,000 new uh, IRS guys, right? That's why they're doing that for compliance. They're checking for compliance. And uh, they're going to see, and they've told you, you have to, you the city, you the county, have to hold and provide for the compliance for seatbelt use from Executive Order 13043. Yeah, seatbelts. So let's say the city gives uh, money to um, uh, nonprofit uh, business ABC. All right. So now ABC is a nonprofit. Uh, they operate here in town. They provide uh, uh, funding for uh, homeless gophers. And uh, so now we need to make sure that everybody who works for the nonprofit ABC as they're going around gathering up gophers, homeless gophers, to take care of, that they're wearing a seatbelt all the time. And so that's going to be up to the uh, city to make sure that they're wearing a seatbelt all the time. And you may say, well, Mr. Long, they're not going to, that, that's silly. No, it's not silly. It's the law. And, and, and if you don't think the federal government will reach and grab anything they possibly can, given the current clouds that we're under right now from the federal government, the FBI behaving the way they're behaving, you don't think they'll come after Fredericksburg if something happens in this little town? And they'll say, well, you know, they, they didn't, uh, if that guy had been wearing his seatbelt, he'd still be alive today. And, 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 um, you know, they were, all they were doing was out gathering gophers for the, you know, the homeless gophers and, and he wasn't wearing his seatbelt and man, he got hit by the anti, uh, gopher, uh, uh, group over there. The Democrats who want the gophers to uh, live wild and free and, uh, the truck hit him and he wasn't wearing a seatbelt and, uh, that makes it all the city's fault. That's exactly how this works. All right, and so then down the road, as stupid as this sounds, this is exactly how things operate. You hear about stupid lawsuits all the time. Here, I got another one for you. Executive Order 13513. There you go, Executive Order 13513. Um, the city has to provide for compliance for profit for-profit companies and non-profit companies um, who took the ARPA money from the city. The city now needs to make sure they uh, line up with Executive Order 13513. Do you know what that is? That, that's a program for reducing text messages while driving. So seatbelts, text messages, these are items that are specifically in the contract. Not just, not just you know, things you would assume would be there, but specifically. So who is on the city staff is properly trained and, 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 uh, and available, uh, to perform these duties, you know, of checking in uh, seatbelt compliance and did they, uh, prohibit, did they, uh, did they hire the appropriate number of people in the appropriate ages? I guess this could even be tied to, um, uh, what's that called when you have to hire affirmative action? 
I guess this could be tied to affirmative action too. Why not? Go into your business, make sure you have enough people of the proper minorities and in high in your company. Well, you took um, you took ARPA money, but you don't have enough brown people working for you. All right. Um, so this is it's it's all about control. Uh, Jeanette is listening right now, and she's sending me texts a mile a minute. And uh, let's just go ahead. I'll do a bunch of these. It is unprecedented language that has never been in federal contracts. All right. This is brand new language. And I mentioned that earlier. This, if these guys will tell you, like they did tell us early on, they said, Matt, this is nothing new. Just calm down. Cool your jets. This is the same. We get federal money and we sign these contracts all the time. It's not a big deal. Folks, it is a big deal. This language has never been in federal contracts. Never been in federal con- uh, contracts. Um, this is all about control. It is, uh, it is a mechanism to set up our city as a sovereign under the federal government because by contract, by contract, consent by contract, we have given permission to the federal government to make demands of the people that they normally do not have the authority to do. All right. So you get some free money from someone. There's no such thing as free money. None whatsoever. The strings on this money. Um, what, what do you do? What do you do? You know, in, in, in Jeanette's email, uh, she says, um, what happens if the city, um, in taking the necessary steps to provide for uh, compliance, what happens if they become aware that a for-profit company is not complying with the drug-free workplace regulation? All right, what, what's, what's the deal? What, what do we do? Or Title VI or the Rehab Act or the Age Discrimination Act? Do you make them return the money back to the city? All right. And then, so what happens if they do turn it back to the city? This is quite a lot of uh, a lot of questions. Um, Jeanette Text says the city has never entered a contract directly with the Fed. That's interesting. They've never done this before. So when they've taken government grants before that's obviously i'm sure we've taken federal grants but that's a different thing this isn't a grant this is not the same this is a contract with the federal government that puts your city government under the thumb of the federal government all right so i i I don't know what to tell you we can either go, you can either go ask questions of city council, of your county commissioners. Just go ask questions. And listen, I would, um, I would be uh, polite and nice if I were you, mainly because it's very likely that your city council, your county commissioners have never seen anything like this before. They may be behaving as if this is just good old federal grant money like we've always had. Maybe the city manager convinced them of that. Um, I don't. I don't know. But um, if you're not plugged in, if you're not plugged in, 
to what's going on, then um, they're they're not going to know. So the um, your job as self governance as a city as a as a citizen is to go hold them accountable. Make sure they knew they find out this information. Do you know your city council and your county commissioners are people just like you? No, you know they're not professional city councilors. They they didn't get a degree in city counseling or or county counseling. <laughs> These guys are just this is the way it's supposed to be. They're citizens, normal citizens like you and me. They have a, may have a business. They may be retired. They're coming in to run the city. They're most of them are not lawyers. You have a city lawyer there. The idea behind a city manager was so that someone could kind of bring all this information to your city council. And even if you do have a city manager, your city council is still responsible for making the decisions. So these guys, they need your help. They need finding help finding out about these things. Rather than go on the attack, approach as a friend, say, what can we help you do to learn more about this? And if they, if they just look at you and say, look, we're going to take this money, you know, and one of the city council members, a previous city council member in Fredericksburg, very, very loudly said, we're not going to turn down free money. And, and frankly, didn't even care what the contract was. It was just free money. said, we'd be fools to turn it down. If that's the attitude of your city council member, your county commissioner, um, man, do they need to be replaced big time. They need to be replaced. All right, folks, y'all stay tuned. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. All right, we are back back thank you so much for staying tuned we have um one thing it may be too late to bring this up but uh and it may not be if your uh, city has not um has not uh, got your budget fixed or your county doesn't have the uh, budget fixed take a look around there's this idea called no new income um uh, a plan and, and, uh, so you would say no new income and, and maybe immediately you would say, well, you know, Mr. Long, I need to make a little bit more money every year. All right. So as an individual, if I were to say to you, look, you're, um, you're uh, no new income for uh, the rest of your life. Um, it's whatever you're making now is what you're going to make. That's not what the no new income is all about when it comes to a city budget. All right. And so, well, what does that mean? Well, here's what it means. If your property taxes go, if your property evaluations, if your evaluations go up a certain amount, then the rate that you pay drops down to a certain amount. So let's just use round numbers. Let's say you pay $1,000 a year on your whatever tax it is, your city tax. Let's say it's $1,000 a year. and they, But your property valuation goes up, which it's happening in the hill country. And uh, so, and the rate stays the same, 
All right. And these are, this is where the guys get real tricky. They're saying, well, we didn't raise your rates. And it's like, well, of course you didn't, but my value went up. And so everybody's aware of that one. But the flip side of that, the other side of that coin is what they could do is decrease your rate to match the increase in your evaluations so that they still get a thousand dollars from you from next year. All right. Now, if you just stopped there, if, if, uh, if a city had, if nobody moved in and nobody moved out of a city, are you following me? Then each year the city would take the exact same amount of money. Well, that would never work, would it? That'd never work because we know about inflation. So that, that's not going to do that. So you're going to need some more money. And sure enough, you're going to have to pay for some expenses that you haven't had to pay for in the past. Maybe you've, you know, every X number of years, you have to, um, you have to, uh, upgrade the roads or something. Well, if you're not increasing or you're not putting that money back, how are you going to do that? So, but it's not a trap like that because no city is just staying the same. In fact, here in the Hill Country, in fact, all of Texas, what's happening? We're growing at an amazing rate, all right? People are moving in from all over the country. Um, and, uh, and, and so every, nearly every city in Texas is growing. So those of us who were here last year, we should pay the rate we paid last year, the, 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 the net after they've reduced your taxes, your tax rate to line up with your increase in evaluations, but they make more money because the new people coming into town, the new businesses come into town. All right. All of those things make up for the difference. Not only that, they make up, they, you get more income that way and you're not punishing the people that are already there. And of course the text I'm getting now is where are they going to gut? Where can they cut? Where can they cut? That's always the question. Where can they cut? Man, I'm telling you what, we got a lot of silly things. Every city, every county has some silly things they're spending money on. Every one of them, and they're approached all the time by people who have an amazing plans and where the city ought to spend money. You know, the city's been wanting a water park here for a long time. You've been hearing about that. It kind of was here. It comes and goes, a water park or a big sports complex. Both of those things a private business could come in and do, all right? Uh, if if a private business thinks that a water park would be profitable in uh, the hill country, if they think they could make money at a water park, they would come in and put one in here. Someone would have already done it. I mean, just like the, the wineries. Somebody thought they could make money with the wineries on uh, 290, <laughs> east and west of Fredericksburg, east of Fredericksburg. Somebody thought they could make money putting wineries in there. And they put wineries in there. I don't know if they're making money or not. We'll know in the long run. We'll see how many of those do they get bought and sold? Are they going to turn into, you know, two big wineries that own all of those buildings out there? We, we, we don't know. All right. But their business is willing to do that. Um, same with a sports complex. Why couldn't a, a private business come in and, and buy a piece of land and put a sports complex in there and charge people to use it? 
Why not? They could be doing it if, if it's making money. So if they're not doing that, it's obviously not going to make any money. All right. Um, so all of these silly things that get added that have no business being there. There are many, as Jeanette says, there are many unnecessary expenses and items on the budget that are not functions of the city. The city's duty is to take care of essential services. That and to protect your rights. <laughs> protect your rights. Take care of the essential services. Keep the roads up in the city. All right? Make sure uh, that uh, our male men and male women and male whatevers can uh, get to uh, uh, to your homes. And uh, they got to keep the roads up. They got to keep the uh, plumbing up. Got to keep those pipes going. All right? Those are the essential services. What else is the business of the city? That's what you need to ask them. You know, a lot of people behave as if, act as if the city is the same way as, say, a family. All right? If you've been through tough times, you know where to cut your belt, right? And uh, when uh, times are good and uh, you've saved up some money, there are things that we do as families all the time that are little extras. That's what we're supposed to do. So you got a little bit of extra money, you buy that boat, or you take that nice vacation, or you send it off to some mission work or something like that. That works in a family. That's what you're supposed to do. But is that the city's job? If the city starts making a whole lot of money, do they start doing they just doing things for fun? All right. Oh, look, we're gonna we're gonna build a a, a massive golf course as a city. We're gonna put a lot of money into a golf course. And yeah, we know only one out of every 40 people that live in this city play golf, but the city we're, we're going to do that. It makes us all look good. Pickleball courts <laughs> city. Do you know Lorraine just walked in Lorraine? Do you know what pickleball is? No, I don't. Lorraine doesn't even know what pickleball is, but the city, the city has decided they want to, pay for pickleball courts now so it kind of it kind of looks like tennis actually i've never played tennis because it's a lot of work right the running back and forth you got to hit the racket the ball's hard i never could get that backhand down my hand doesn't work that way you want to play but see pickleball is like tennis for fat people i think is what it is all right it is it requires no it requires no energy no effort i guess it looks like it looks like tennis but i think they use a smaller i think they use a different ball like maybe a soft ball i don't think things go as fast yeah see here's someone speaking from ignorance all right but pickleball just looks like to me it's like just tennis for lazy people um, and, uh, so I don't know, is that the business of the city? Of course it's not, but that is what they're constantly telling you. And you'll be sitting there in your nice, you know, sitting back on your back deck and, 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 uh, enjoying the view, the, you know, the, the hundred acres that you've got there and you're going, Oh, I wish the city would put pickleball courts in. Cause that's what I want to go to do today is uh, play pickleball. Folks, it's not how your money is to be spent. And the only way the city's not going to do that is if you go and show up at the meetings. You got to be there. You got to ask them about that. 
It, because I guarantee you the pickleball courts are the same population that want all those other communist and socialist games like soccer. They, uh, those are the same people. They want you to ride your bicycle, bicycle with a helmet, right, down, down uh, uh, Highway 16 going north. Of, have you seen any of those guys riding their bicycles on 16 going north of town towards Lano? That has got to be the stupidest thing ever in eternity. You don't ride your bicycle on a state highway with lots of curves and that little cheapo plastic helmet that you've stuck on your head like that's going to make you feel better. Maybe between the helmet and the vaccine, you're just going to live forever. Maybe that's what the plan is. I, I have no earthly idea. We're just wandering around today and... Um, Lorraine is in, and uh, she can't wait to get to this uh, microphone. She's got plenty of things to talk about you. Folks, we need a lot of prayers. Are you? Do you have your alarm set for 8 p.m.? Every night at 8, our alarm goes off at our house, and uh, Gail stops. I usually join her, but we stop at 8 o'clock, and we pray for our city, for our country, for our nation. We pray for those around us. We pray for our leaders. This this is this is important. They need it right now. I, I think we've all lost faith in our federal government. We've lost faith in all our organizations. I'm, I've lost faith in our school boards. We've 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 just lost faith in everything, and we need to start praying for those things. We need to start praying for our city government, our counties, our state, and our federal government. Folks, um, we're in some tough times. If uh, the city is uh, spending money on pickleballs and uh, we're in a recession, uh, I don't know. It's a mess. I'm at a lack of words. It's a good thing that I only have a few seconds left because I'm out of words for today. Folks, y'all stay tuned for Lorraine, and we will uh, see you manana.